You know what, dude? You know when I say you're the best, I mean you're the best. Take two. This is, doing this, nothing, this is the first time we've ever had to take two on an introduction. I'm the, welcome to the Warrior Workout Network podcast. I'm Drew. Uh, with me as always is Sean. Yo, guys. There it is. Uh, check us out at www.warriorworkoutnetwork.org. I almost said com. We're a nonprofit dedicated to battling the suicide and obesity epidemics that negatively affect the veteran community. Um, quick partner shout out to Resurrecting Lives Foundation for their uh, TBI research and recovery. Oh, so delicious. Thank you, Jordan, for all your work. Uh, when you go to ohsodelicious.org, he sells you hot sauce. $1 from every bottle goes to militaryfamilies.org, uh, which is to the families of fallen service members. To uh, our man. Our friend Longhorn, thank you for your service. He will be on the podcast as well as Jordan. Um, they'll be on the podcast both this month. Um, I tell you, Longhorn, he's got this incredible way of thanking all of his audience members, and I can't wait for everyone to see him on the 28th at our comedy show. So uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Warrior Work at War Workout Net uh, or on Facebook here. SoundCloud and iTunes, Warrior Workout Network. And today we're joined by a fantastic group and their mission. First of all, their name, Jasper's Game Day. I'm going to get in, we'll get into the background of that later. Their mission is suicide prevention through gaming. So first off, welcome everybody. Hello. Hello. With us, we've got Jeff. We've got, (laughs) there you go, Fenway. Hi. There we go. And for the for the listeners, you got to say hello to. No, no, you can't just wave. And then Lisa. Hello. Now, <laughs> hello. Before, before we get into really going into your your, your gaming and your mission, um, let's get a little background on everybody. So we'll start with Fenway, the founder. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Can we get a little background on who you are, where you come from? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm Fenway Jones. You might know me on the the socials as Fenway the Teen DM. Um, And I am a 17-year-old high school student still, Um, but I am the founder of Jasper's Game Day, and um, I'm from Michigan. Nice. That's awesome, man. All right. And how about Mr. Jeff? All right. Yep, I'm Jeff. I am the deputy uh, executive director of Jaspers. Um, I work directly with Fenway and uh, and Lisa too. Um, well, Fenway is kind of the uh, the face of the organization. I'm more of the management side and helping keep all the volunteers and stuff kind of wrangled together and on track doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I'm old, <laughs> much older. Than I feel you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> No shame, uh, but uh, I, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I was in the Navy for a very short time. I, I had some uh, medical issues, and, and it's you know downsizing your house. It was just high blood pressure. Never figured out what it was, so, and I still have it. Had it when I was skinny. Have it when I'm fat. And I appreciate what you guys do. I mean, this is this is cool that uh, fighting the obesity and, and suicide stuff. And I'm looking forward to watching you guys a little bit more and kind of help combat that too. I'd like to, to lose a little weight and 
get back into uh, fighting shape. I got you, brother. Yeah, we appreciate that, Jeff. You know, we've actually found um, we've we started very heavy with the workout and then really got pulled. There's this magnetism that came with starting this where we really got pulled into the mental health side and we've been riding the mental health kind of way because it's just it, so we are getting back to the physical but we are uh, definitely crushing the mental health area as well i think where it's kind of needed the most right now especially with this lockdown stuff and mm. uh, things just not being the same yeah um miss lisa yeah, uh, Lisa Heads. I am the party funds manager, aka treasurer for uh, Jaspers. Um, I'm newer to D and I've only been playing about five years. Uh, but it was actually Fenway and her father Aaron. Uh, they were the first. You know, I. You'll probably hear this over and over from some people who are newer that they first saw something called Critical Role. Um, back originally it premiered on the Geek and Sundry um, Twitch. Um, and so I was like, this D&D looks pretty interesting. So I found my local game store was doing some games. That was Fenway and her dad. And I sat down, I said, okay, teach me how to play. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. And uh, I play three games a week now. Wow. And now you and Sean go back a little bit just, just a little bit. I, I've only known him. I think when was it sixth grade when you played football with my younger brother? I think is when I first met you. Yeah, you know? uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't let me on the football team because I was too big. <laughs> yeah, and my brother was one of the big ones too. I think yeah. like by the time eighth grade happened and they had those weight restrictions, um, you guys were just punching bags for the other guys. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So I've known Sean for a long time. I've got all sorts of embarrassing stories. If you ever want to do a podcast all about embarrassing Sean, I, I all of back. them. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on! Bring it on! Yeah. Comparing stories. Yeah. And, just a, and just a couple about the elder Rooker. I got a couple good ones about him too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Jasper's game day, what prompted this? Um, where, where did this this whole organization come from? Uh, so I lost two friends uh, three years ago to suicide. And I wanted to be able to use that, that pain, the heartache, um, everything that I was feeling there to be able to create um, positive emotions, hope, happiness for people who are in the same situations. Um, and to try and help uh, other people. And you realize this at like 14, because I didn't even, okay, so first of all, going into this, I assumed that I was talking to another grown adult. I didn't realize I was talking to an intellectual, uh, you know, older teenager who, who discovered the necessity for this outlet three at the age of 14. That's profound. So to congratulations you. to you, first of all. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, where did the, the name, where did it originate from? Uh, it is, the namesake is the, the first friend that I lost. Um, his name was Jasper and he was my gaming partner in crime. So we played D&D or Pathfinder once a week, every week uh, for like a year and a half. Oh. Um, and we went to conventions together um, and his uh, uncle, and my dad got us into D&D &D and Pathfinder, so. 
Wow. See, that's, that's, uh, that's huge, man. That's, um, you know, <clears throat> we, we always, when we talk to a lot of people, usually it's, it's, uh, and I'm, I have a thing. I don't look at people's age. I, you know, to me, you're an adult. So anybody who takes charge of something of the, in this, in this manner at your age is, is definitely not thinking at a teenage level. You're, you're far above your years and in, in mentality there. So I just, uh, you know, I think that that's fantastic, you know, with the huge uh, mental health epidemic that's going on in this country, you're, we're seeing the ripple effect all the way down into our high schoolers, into our middle schoolers, even into our elementary schools. And um, it's, it's real inspiring to see somebody uh, take that leadership role and kind of step in there and say, hey, we got to do something about this. And not only just at my level, but the level below us, the level, uh, level above us. And we're going to do it through community and through gaming. And and not just be some type of corporate thing where, you know, you just put out a, a little poster and, you know, suicide awareness and then everybody's supposed to rally around that. You guys do it through community, which is, which is huge, huge, huge. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we kind of started off with was um, the way I looked at it was oftentimes suicide happens because people feel alone and our, our one of our mottos is you do not have to roll initiative alone and so we kind of base everything off of the community we build up from there um and one of the things when we were doing live events is that all of the money we raised at this specific event went to a crisis center that was local to that area so that the people there would be able to know where the money was going and what was being done that's amazing and you're putting it right back into mental health services right mm -hmm. away. So that, that it's, it's a, the open door, you know, like just open book. It's just, God, that is amazing. So is this kind of the way that you've chosen to kind of process that loss? Um, because dealing with things like uh, suicide, you know, if you're close to someone that's that's done that, then you, you're going to have to process it in your own way. Is this was this your means of doing that? Uh, yeah, this was definitely uh, how I processed it. I don't think I actually fully processed it until two years into the into creating the charity because it was I, my brain, obviously my brain's still developing and it wasn't it wasn't something easy to uh, to like understand. So um, that's, I think that's when I first came to terms with it, but that's how I started kind of understanding it. Do you guys ever get, I mean, you know, I, I come from, you know, I, I'm a high school coach and, and it's not like I'm great or anything, but every once in a while you'll make a difference in somebody's life. And, you know, with you hosting these events and, and what you're doing in, in the suicide awareness world, I mean, has that ever, you know, when you're doing a tournament or, or you're seeing all the support to, coming out um has that ever made you guys kind of emotional during during the tournaments and i'm not trying to get too heavy into it but have you ever just all of a sudden it just hit you that you've got all these people that are all on board with your mission and and they're building this community and and here you are <laughs> go ahead jeff if you want to yeah, very simply yes um when you see all the people that come to the the events or, or wanting to be um you know, sponsors or, you know, and it, it, they throw, they're throwing whatever we can do to help, you know, we want to, we want to help this. 
And then, you know, when we're at these events and you get the stories about people, you know, saying, hey, we, we saw this, um, one, of our, one of our events that we had during COVID, uh, they, they saw us on Twitch, just randomly saw us on Twitch and they sent us a message like, this helped us, this helped us get through it. So those, those hit you <laughs> and you know, it's like, how often do you do the tournaments? I did. Um, all right, go ahead, Finley. It it depends. Um, so this year we did one in May. We did one in August, and we're doing one uh, in a few weeks. Um, and then we had a couple of interspersed um, live events in the beginning of the year. Uh, so that's it. It just depends on when the events are happening. It's kind of if, if you're not really familiar with how that how they're kind of set up is there's conventions held in different places by different groups. So we'll, um, back when you could leave your house, you know, uh, Jasper's would go out there and run tables, DM tables, and we'd have auctions, uh, items that people could auction off. Um, and then probably one of our biggest thing that's kind of fun, uh, cause I'm a lifelong player at these is the reroll tickets. Where basically you buy tickets and if you roll badly, you can hit reroll again and the, you know, DMs start going, okay, whatever. But um, that's the kind of the, what we do is what the reroll tickets. And then we also have our separate events that are Jasper's sponsored. We do our own events and that's kind of how we manage to have stuff throughout the year um, going on. Now, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, as it is right now, if, if live events come back, we have what 40 or 50 that are ready to go that want us for the next year oh uh, lord yeah so this year if we uh didn't have covid we mm. would have had one an event pretty much three weeks out of each month um <sighs> wow. and there's looking to be more than that next year if live events come back well, let's hope they do. Because what was it? Pfizer, I, you know, I don't want to get, they were saying that they are like 90% good with that, uh, with that vaccine or something. So mm -hmm. here's the hoping, right? Yeah, they got a little bit of testing left to go and, and hopefully it continues to hold out for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Until people just start spontaneously combusting just out of nowhere. That's... You know, that with 2020, I would not like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't put, put it past 2020. <laughs> One more month to go. Um, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing. No, nothing. You guys seem close as a group anyway. So how often do you, as a, as a core, how often do you guys meet up? And just whatever, hang out, talk. Uh, I mean, Jeff and I play um, Mondays and Wednesday games together. Yep. Um, there we go. And this we is also, where the core of it. This is where yeah, we're getting the we real always people here. DM, um, we, we, we DM each other back and forth. And even, I mean, it, it, it's kind of odd. I think COVID actually made us, like, I feel like we were kind of like acquaintances a little bit. And then COVID happened. And I was like, oh, I went from seeing you guys for a couple hours at a table where we were all rushing in from work or wherever we are. We're sitting down. We're eating our dinner. We're playing. To now we're like. You know, at first COVID happened, we're like, hey, yeah, well, hopefully we'll meet up, we'll meet up. And then it kept happening. And we were all like, this is killing us not seeing each other and not playing. I don't think we realized what we had mm -hmm. until that happened. 
And then we said, we're going to play online. And then it started. We were DMing back. We, we do messages back and forth all day, sending funny memes. Um, you know, Meme having, therapy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, then I, and then part of it, then once I joined um, the board just a little bit back, I think we're just in, you know, you got your board stuff going on. And then it's just, we became closer as friends. So we just started talking about all, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. You you call yourself a okay so you call yourself a novice but you've been playing for 5 years. I mm -hmm. like I consider a novice a couple of months and then like now you're into it but like oh. 5 years and you're a novice? How deep oh. is this? I I'm I'm ignorant so I'm, here come Brother, the questions. Here come the questions. Yeah. Well, people have been playing for like when it first came out you know? You can look over my shoulder and you'll see that yeah. this stuff up here is the current edition. This stuff from here is like from the 80s. Down further is stuff from the 70s. <laughs> so people have been playing since That's the I know people who've met their one of my, uh, one of the greatest one of great DMs I've played with. She literally met her husband that way when she was like 18 years old and he was like a DM at some game and They've been married since the 70s. Jeez. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's not the first time I've heard it. I actually had a counselor I was talking to. That's how, that was one of the first things. Like, what do you do? I play in D&D. Oh, I met my husband that way. We've been married 25 years. Yep. Playing D&D. So it's, um, there's people who have been playing a long time through all the editions, and they know everything. And they just start ranting off stuff. I'm like, I'm a ranger. <laughs> yeah. to, give you, to give you kind of an idea my dad has been playing since he was in high school uh so <laughs> trying to think 30 something years i think at this point um so that's that's how long he's been playing i've only been playing for almost seven so well yeah but if you put out how long that's yeah half your life <laughs> Yeah. Well, you gotta serious. you gotta put it in perspective there. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kicking butt, man. Already, you know yeah. what I mean. You're yeah, you're you're already at the pro level. You know what I mean. You're one of those prodigies. You're like the next Peyton Manning of D and D. So I mean, so for the for those books, but I mean, each one of those books that you see behind Jeff, each one of those is a pretty much like a a, a campaign. Like it's several stories and, and missions that you play right within within those books that that guide you through the scenarios so when you look at all those books there's hundred probably what thousands of storylines in those books am i correct oh there's there's a yeah there's a lot i i mean a lot of them are are what we call source books where they have information about how to build your characters and stuff but yes mm -hmm. there's a good percentage of them up there that are also adventures and things that you can use to get ideas to make you know make games and, and run your characters through so yeah between between the official stuff that's published which are like these books and then stuff that uh Fenway and, and a lot of other people uh publish on their own and put out on on various websites there is there's there's almost an unlimited amount of, of you know stories that you can play because it's all about creativity and it's all about as far you take It'll let you go as far as you want it to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And Fenway makes some really cool adventures. They're a lot different than stuff that I normally play. And every time I get into one of her adventures, I'm always thoroughly confused that I can't just, you know, hack my way through it and I have to think. <laughs> <all this stuff. laughs> 
damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's you know great adventures. Sometimes you have ones that are just all fighting. Sometimes you get a puzzle. And I tell you what, I still remember one adventure from several years ago that was this musical note puzzle. And I hate that adventure to this day because I know nothing about music. And the people next to me are like, oh, it's this note. This note. I'm like, well, I'm going to stand here. And if something comes in, I'll hit it. You know, <laughs> you know what I hate is when when like if you if you don't know anything you, you like it's something you've never dealt with and then like there's people that make you feel dumb for like not knowing something that's like completely out of your element like and let's say i i do it i'm not gonna be like i, I do it to people all the time I, like I'm, I'm just kidding i don't really do it but um <laughs> um that like that's one of the most irritating traits i i've seen out of most people is like when you don't know something them treating you like crap for not knowing with the musical notes i get that i get that to the core i well, hate it to be honest the community i mean i showed up at a table i didn't know how to play and mm -hmm. i mean that was probably it took me a long time to finally sign up and go in because i have social anxiety and that's just meeting new people i mean i'm talking like i'm an outgoing person here but that's only because i know everybody here but that was the hardest thing. So I finally got in and that community, people I met were the nicest people. This is how you fill out your sheet. This is how you roll your dice. Um, people want to play. And uh, that was probably one of the most exciting things now is icebreakers go to conventions. I don't have to even say anything about myself. It's what character are you playing? I'll talk forever about my character. Maybe not so much about myself beyond my name. But we'll spend hours talking about what our characters, what we build, um, the shared adventures we've gone on. Like, hey, did you play that? Yeah, wasn't that part horrible? Um, so it's kind of built in to kind of get to know people a little bit right away without too much sharing personally, which which I kind of liked. It's a, like a, it's an icebreaker Anonymity. in some way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Warrior Workout Network podcast. Don't forget to go to our website, www.warriorworkoutnetwork.org, to click on the poster for the Thanksgiving Comedy Show for your free tickets at Eventbrite. That's November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Gold Star families, military veterans, and civilians alike. Just come out together and let's laugh. So, um... If you're someone new like myself, I know nothing about it. What would this look like coming in fresh? There, there are a lot of different ways that that can happen. Um, okay. So it depends on if you're going to the game store, if you're joining a home group, if you're joining an online group. It's there's so many different ways, um, and then there's like different subsets of each way because there's just a lot of different options. But if you're going to go to a game store for um, an in-person uh, event, then most likely you would walk in, you would sign up for, for a time to go play at one of the tables. Um, and then whoever was there, your DM or another player would help you make your character beforehand, or they would give you what's called a pre-gen or a pre-generated character. So it has everything already filled out for you. So you can just kind of point to things on there. Um, and that also very much helps probably like a smooth transition from not knowing anything yeah, just a good way to, hmm. when you go to the game stores too and, and you play in like the organized uh play called adventures league you'll start out right at level one so you're, you know, your character's really basic and it gives you a chance to learn the mechanics of the game like when to roll the dice and you know 
what your character does and that sort of thing. So it really like eases you in and doesn't overwhelm you. You know, as, as if you were brand new and jumping into, let's say, a homebrew game that has been ongoing. You know, they might be at level, you know, ten or twelve or whatever, and then you have to learn the game plus all the stuff that your character can do, which is a lot by that level. So the the organized play is phenomenal for teaching new players to play the game and, and kind of getting them involved in the D&D world or, or Pathfinder or whatever RPG you're playing and hmm. um, meeting people. And then you can kind of, you know, like Lisa say, you go down the rabbit hole from there. <laughs> I mean, it's you know similar what? to a video game. Like you start out at level one with only knowing so many things. So you have your level one, you only have a couple weapons or if you're a spellcaster, just a few spells. So you learn that. And then you level up and you get a little bit more. So you're kind of learning incrementally as you go up. Um, so it's, it, you, you pick up on it. Like I said, people at the table will help you. You say, I, I want to shoot. I don't know how to do it. Well, you need to roll your D20, and then you're going to roll this plus that um, and that kind of thing. So um, like I said, I, I had watched people play online, so I knew a little bit. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there now if you really want if you really want to know more before you get in there. There's lots of YouTube videos out there about characters and using the sheet. Um, so there's a lot of resources and a lot of people in the community love new players and they will help you get a character going so you can play a game. Right. Now do these things get heated like at all? Like do people get like work like oh I see the okay, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here oh, we go. Right. Oh. Got a little, little dicey at the end. Here we go. <laughs> it depends. Uh most of the time it's not heated between players. I mean it can be. But a lot of times, because D&D is based off of, it's like a group project, I guess. Um, And so no one's fighting against each other unless that's adventure-specific. Most of the time, it's the party against a monster, the party against a few monsters, something like that. Hmm. So I would say usually, unless you you are my uh, father, Jeff, and Lisa's group, the conflict (laughs) is not between players. <laughs> I almost Man. TPK'd my party last week when I was overtaken by a charm spell. So that's why Jeff and I are laughing. <laughs> let, let me tell you. So, like, I had my first run in with D&D probably a couple years ago. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, you know, here I am, this guy, I'm working out in the gym, and I look in the, like, it's late, and I see these guys kind of like in the side room at the gym. The manager of, of the gym was actually a D&D dude. And I kind of look in, and they've got all these sheets. And for anybody, yes, I am a nerd. I've got my <laughs> stuff right here. Um, and, and, I, and I, you know, and I'm sitting there, and uh, and here's all these muscle-bound dudes, like huge dudes in these chairs with their protein shakes, rolling <laughs> dice, and, and being, you know, and, and everybody was a warrior. Everyone was just a guy with a with a with a sword. And I sit down, and I'm like, oh, you know. I'm going to do the same thing because I had no idea what was going on. And we pretty much all died within like the first five minutes <laughs> because there was no diversity whatsoever. Like we had no guy to cast spells. We, had, we were just a bunch of guys. just, just No healer, around. right? You didn't have a single cleric or healing potion to be found. Yeah. No, we were just swinging this. And every time a guy would die, he's like, that, what? And I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter like how, it doesn't matter that you're 300 pounds of solid muscle here. 
in the game, you suck, and you're only at level seven, and we just tried to fight some guy that was 20 because you wanted to pick a fight with some guy in town. Like, that's, that was the thing. Guys would just be like, I'm going to go punch that dude. They'd go, you know, they'd roll the dice, go punch him, and he's like 20 levels above him, and he's like the bartender. And I'm like, dude, we just – this is real. Like, this – like, people – guys were just like – the next thing you know, so it started to build. The next thing you know, you have like eight, nine – 10 of these muscle bound dudes with their protein shakes, totally break, breaking through that whole stigma of you got, you got to be, you know, you can't be this or that to, to play D and D, which, you know, it's 2020. We should be letting some of this stuff go for sure. You know, um, this isn't the eighties karate kid movie. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it was just awesome because like you said, you know, here's all these big guys, big athletic guys that you would never think, would do something like that. Then we're all in this group together and we're talking and guys, you know, during the games, guys would start talking about life, you know, like there'd be pauses in the game where a guy would just be like, you know, I went through a really hard day today or, or this or that. And the next thing you know, you're having these side conversations, you know, and, and everyone in the room is like, Oh, I, you know, I've been through that too. And then there's a lot of community there through D and D and, and, you know, man, the, the whole point is, is that, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And, um, you know, if you can find a way, especially through this, um, to find community, man, because, you know, a lot of people, that is the biggest thing is they, they feel alone, right? And, you know, that's like the biggest thing is, is you want to make sure that, and this is part of your, you know, what you guys were talking about is that nobody's alone. That anybody can come sit down at your table and hey man you don't know how to play here's a character sheet we'll start penciling this in and my name's sean and what's up you know and the next thing you know everyone's in this game together they're having a good good time you can still you know you can still take a fireball to the face and just be like wiped off the map but you're with your group and it's funny you know like some if you actually just play the game to have fun it can be funny you know what i mean and, and I just love the, the fact that you guys are taking this avenue to really approach this, this mental health epidemic that we're having in this country. Yeah, just to touch on what you said a little bit, you know, in our events, we get, we get people from all walks of life. I mean, you talk about the muscle bound guys, you know, we get that D and D is actually quite big in the military guys go on deployment. I mean, you guys know this, right? You go on deployment. What do you got to do? A lot of them bring their books and they'll play, you know, they'll yeah. bring, you know, one or two books that they can fit in their back and they'll play when they, when they can. But we get people from all walks of life and it's really cool to see the change from the stigma of, you know, the guys in their basements, you know, in the dark dingy basements playing, playing this, you know, kind of taboo game to what we're doing now. And, you know, what Fenway has started and we got all these different people coming together and they just sit down and they're so happy to play together. <clears throat> One thing I will say about D&D is by the by probably the first or second year you have an obsession with one of three things. Dice, books, or miniatures. Yep. <laughs> or if you're my a family, all three. All three. <laughs> all three. Miniatures, books, I have an entire wall of book shelves over here. We have terrain back there, and then me, 
with my gemstone dice. This is not yep. even. Yep. <laughs> she is not well, wrong there. I obviously have the books. My di my dice and my miniatures take up the whole other wall across from the camera here, so it's in the safe where the kids can't touch it. And no one can get <laughs> my yes. stuff. No, it's right though. I actually let my. You can't see, but I have a I have a game table out here, and I, I let my uh, my four year old. He he likes to play with the miniatures. I have a great big boat. She can, it's behind Fenway's head, but it's the same one. And he likes to play pirates on the boat with the guys. And you know, I just it's fun to let him you know just use his imagination with them too. So that's it's kind of what this is, though. Technically, what we're doing is we're doing what your son does, but we're grow. I mean, that's what it's, it's collaborative storytelling. We're we're ima playing imagination and we're killing stuff together, and we're 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 doing plans. We're thinking. Um, it hits a lot of. Stuff I think as an adult, so that just community, but it, it keeps you, it keeps your creativity flowing. I'll tell you, after a long, tiring day, and I'm like, I'm just done. I can't think of anything anymore. I'll go play a game, and then afterwards, I'm all pumped up. I'm like, I can go and I come up with yeah. all these ideas because it gets whatever those synapses going. Accessing that different part of your brain. Um, yeah. I bet you. I was gonna. I was gonna say you guys are probably just fantastic. You know, storytellers. First of all. But like, how do you guys think Tolkien would have fared as a D and D player? Mm. As a player? Yeah. Tol well, he'd Tolkien. have a better backstory than some of us got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he created what was it like twelve hundred <laughs> languages or something like that? Like, he was a linguist. Yeah, that was his. Yeah. He would. I mean, he he created the greatest. You the know, greatest favorite. worlds I've ever seen personally. Oh, and we've played that TPRPG. There is a Middle Earth yeah. um, okay. that Jeff actually ran for us, and it follows the 5E rule. That's what the current D&D is. So basically, we were following kind of the same format for stuff. Um, but it was much heavier role play, which was our downfall and while we died because we attacked something we should not have had. Just like, are you, you know, and you can always tell like the, like what they're going to say. And I'm like, you know what? I think this is the mission that we were supposed to just leave, but no, we fought. And, um, but yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Yeah. That's a I, I think you would have been a great role player. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you look at, when you look at Lord of the Rings, I mean, yes, they fought, but, most of those books are talking, mm. talking to one another, the, the interpersonal relationships and things like that. And I think he would have been somebody that could have been a great role player. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and another thing is, is, you know, I mean, you don't have to be, you can have somebody who's in a wheelchair and this allows them to play any type of character you know, they're, now their only limitations is what what's in their mind. You know, and, and as, you know, coming from the veteran world where we see a lot of people go, you know, burn victims, amputees, things of that nature, you know, people who, who you know, have PTSD, they're trapped in their head, they feel isolated. alone, you know, isolated. I, I just, isolation is where I always go mentally when you start talking about this wreck. Yep. And, and, that, and now... I'm sitting at a table and I could be in a wheelchair. I could be, I could have all these issues. And now I'm not what I'm facing right now. Now I, you know, you, you're a warrior, you're, you know, you're a mage, you're, you're a ranger, you're an assassin. You're, there's all these things that you can do and you can actually get outside of that box that you've been sitting in that could be the depression or, or 
any limitations that you're having physically or mentally or whatever. And not only that, but you have somebody next to you that is, that is giving you positive reinforcement for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, 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 yeah, man, you can be anything you want. You can do it any, anything you want, you know, within our little story mode here, you know, you're not gonna be able to call the, the sun down onto someone's head. You know what I mean? At level one, you know what I mean? but it, you know, and there's always that guy, right? There's, there's always that guy who's like, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to call a fireball. I'm going to take the sun and drop it on someone. You're like, you can't do that. Well, you they know? could try, but then they get that, that one, and that's when they blow themselves up with the sun. That's, those are always the good story moments. When I mean, that's yeah. one of the things why we say you're not a critical, you know, Ben McKenna, you're not a critical failure, because even if you roll a one, some of the greatest story stuff happens on that part, and that's, and that's what you remember. Remember, hey, remember when that happened? I mean... I had to do, I had to drag your body through a vernus back to a chapel or a temple. I've dragged your body through a vernus a lot, didn't I, Jeff? Yeah, uh, yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a thing where a couple people started, we, you know, it was supposed to be like a certain number of people, but several people didn't make it. And we're like, yeah, there's only three of us here. So one of us got to stay alive to drag the rest of us and heal them kind of a deal. But, um, but we had some great, great funny moments. And that sounds you know, that's fun. That's, that's the whole point of this, is just to get with people. Mm. Think about, as an adult, what kind of things can you do? That was kind of what got me into this. I, you know, I'm not going to keep going out to, to bars and drinking with people or even going out and eating. I don't eat any more food in me, um, that kind of stuff. So what do, you, what do you do to associate with other adults that's probably a little bit more healthy for you than some other stuff you could be doing? absolutely it doesn't cost you any money to start i mean really there it's it's you know we all talk about our fancy dice and there's books you can get and there's programs to roll but you don't really need that to start you need paper and pen that's it it's a game that you you can you can spend as much money as you want in it Mm -hmm. some of us have Mm -hmm. it's also a game where you can you can really get by on spending almost zero dollars or, or, you know, between like zero and fifty dollars mm-hmm. you know, for something that is going to be, you know, you buy one book, which is the player's handbook as a player, you know, 40, 50 bucks, and then you get years and years of enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's, there's also something to be said for investing in yourself, right? Because we live in a world where it's like, you know, you want to get the hockey jersey or your favorite, and I'm not knocking that, you know, I, I got plenty of hockey jerseys, all right. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is this allows you to invest in yourself and your community. So, you know, the money you put into it is, is going towards things that you're, that, that's you. It's, it's, it's who you are. It's not, uh, you know, a, a logo or something on you. This is who you are. This is, this is a, an extension of, of your character, your actual character character. You know, the dice you like to use, the player you want to play as you know the the backstory that comes with that this allows you to take completely come out of that box and just show up and and be who you want to be absolutely yeah which now for for our our, our people who don't know D D, could you explain the dice for people who are listening like how do the dice how does the dice thing work (laughs) it's very good Anyway, you, uh, you're the dice, you're the dice uh, lover. <laughs> well, yes, I, I will say, um, I, I may have a slight dice obsession, maybe. Um, 
Uh, di the dice are basically to determine what happens to you, what you do, um, that sort of thing. So the die we use the most is our D20. Um, and so basically that allows you, it, it, it's what you use to determine if you hit, it's what you use uh, when you're rolling like saves or um, ability checks or uh, pretty much everything that isn't like damage. Um, and then uh, you have the D12, um, the D10, or it also can be the D100, um, and then the D8, the D6, and the D4. And most of those are used for damage or for certain spells or um, abilities sometimes. And that's the, that's the whole thing that, like, for people who are listening, you know, if you get in a party game where you're trying to jump a ravine or something like that, and you're like, I'm going to go jump the ravine. They're like, well, roll, and you, and you don't roll. If you roll a 20, you're making it. Yeah. If you roll a 1, you're in a lot of trouble because you're going to be the bottom of that ravine. <laughs> right. And then your players have to start doing a thing where you go through your equipment and say, okay, how deep's the ravine? How much rope do we need? And then you have the rope, and then you have to pull it, and then you have to find who's strong enough. And that's what I'm saying. It's problem-solving stuff. It gets you mm. it's, it's going on finding ways to get people out. And um, it, it's funny when that person's like, oh, I can make it no problem. And you're like, okay. And you can sometimes, depending on the DM, whether they'll let you know or not, and then you're like, I don't think they're going to make it. And then they go down, and then you have a good time laughing about that. <laughs> have you ever left someone hanging? Like, like, we had a guy who got in a fight in a bar, and everyone, at like, a tavern, sorry, we were in the tavern, and he's like, I, you know, we're all just in there, you know, drinking, and, and, and the whole part of the story, and he's like, I'm going to go fight this guy, and he just starts getting his butt kicked, and he's like, you guys going to help? And we're like, no. Like, no. <laughs> we're going to watch you get beat up because I'm not jumping in that. It's only, in some ways, that was almost like real life, you know, when you got one of those friends that just starts, you know, getting in a fist fight, and you're like, it's all right. You can kick the crap out of him. We'll, we'll get him after you're done. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, I, I just, I love that whole thing about it is you get the, that one player just wants to go beat up everybody, just swing the sword. That's all they know. That's their whole thing. That's what they think D&D is. And in about five minutes, you're, you're dragging them through the streets. But that's where you decide what your character's like when you're creating it. Is my, is my character a hothead? Are they logical? Um, we have uh, one person yeah. to play with who's kind of chaotic. And so when stuff happens, he likes to per he likes to roll the die to see if he's going to jump in. So he leaves certain things up to chance. Yep. Um, so it's it's all how you want, and that's what's so great about it. there's certain. I mean, I never would have thought of stuff until all the different people that I've met. Um, and I have a whole range of characters. Sometimes I have a character that I named um, Sam Broxton, who has an infernal bear steed, and basically all he does is go around picking fights and his bear fights with them. <laughs> and then I have my ranger characters tend to be a lot more logical and they will only fight from a distance. They will never get close to anything and they climb a lot of trees. So you start picking different, <laughs> different stuff for them. You know, each character is a little bit different and you have to think, okay, in this situation, what would my character truly do? Are yep. they gonna wait to see how this plays out? Are they gonna jump in? Are they going to, if they're a rogue, are they going to sneak off somewhere and some of them roll and their players don't even know that they're gone? 
I mean, that's, that's the fun of it. So I'm, I'm looking online. I, I found a starter set, which by the way, I found for 37 bucks, 37.99 on amazon.com. They didn't pay me to say that. It looks like you can get like, how many is that? Like 20 dice in this thing? Like 10, like tw 10 bags. Is it the pound O dice? <laughs> pound O dice, yes. <laughs> yes, that is that is a thing. Um, if you go to Gen Con, uh, which is one of the conventions um, mm. in Indiana, I think, uh, you can go there and one of the, the vendors that's always there every year, you can go up and they have the top cut off of a gallon carton or a gallon uh, jug and you can just scoop it and then that's what you buy. Oh, giant thing of dice and you just that's scoop awesome. this gallon jug that's through it. There's a player's handbook for 26 bucks. Yep. Man, I'm going to tell you. Uh, okay, so the last Be question careful. I'm going to I'm Be looking careful. I'm looking at it all. I'm like, man, this sounds You're you're awesome. you're on a slippery slope, man. You're going to I know and I got to get things done. The, ne the next the, the next step is you got to go to something called Level Up Dice or Die Hard Dice. Um, and Level Up is mainly gemstone, and Die Hard is the 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 plastic and the metal dice. Yeah, they're both great. So I mean, I I think I would personally go with a gemstone, but is that a that's I think that's a preference just by not looking and not knowing. But uh, any preferences from you guys? I like I like metal dice, and I, I have a dice tray, so I don't wreck anybody's table. But I like the heft of the metal dice, and uh, and rolling those. So I have a bunch of sets of those. That's that's my preference. I started like I have several sets of dice, and I've started more recently just buying more d20s. Because uh, I'm kind of one of those like once it kind of starts rolling bad a couple times in a row, I'm like you're done. Done. So, you know, if I'm having a rough day before the day is out, I've got all these dice just sitting over on one side of the desk. Cause I'm is like, that why they give you so many in a pack? Because well, like, they know you're going <laughs> to... Different, I mean, different people have different feelings about dice and you and you learn that. I mean, we have, I know someone, you know, we know someone has one set of dice that all they use. So if they have like something like a fireball, we have to roll 66. They just roll the same D6 six times. And then you've got people and he's like, okay, yep. it's a fireball. I got to get my special fireball D6s out and roll those. You know, I have a big old D20 that's, you know, red. And so when I'm playing anything that's got fire, I'm like, that's my D20 for doing fire. And it's, it's just your, I mean, everybody has their own thing. And this is the first time in podcast history I've ever been mad at Rooker for not telling me about this sooner. <laughs> This sounds what, awesome, dude. Like, what do you it's, think it's like, I do when I'm not podcasting? You, you've hidden <laughs> a world from me. Look at all these character sheets, bro. Look at all these yeah. character sheets, bro. My, like, that one's blank. That, that one's the one coming up. You know what I mean? My, God, amazing. Yeah, my preference is definitely the gemstone dice. Um, much to my dad's dismay. <laughs> um, but I, I have quite a few sets of different gemstone dice. Um, that is primarily what I use, and if I have to use plastic, then I will, but I much prefer to use the gemstones. Um, I like the way they feel um, and like the clinks they make 
So what what hap- What do you mean by if you have to like? What, I feel like if you're walking down the street and you accidentally stumble across a D and D gang like game with a bunch of thugs, like you just like, oh, sh- I got my spare plastic ones just in case. How does this well, work? So no, um, basically, so I I carry around you're crazy uh, my dice. So I carry around most of my plastic dice and my gemstone dice um, in the in a backpack, but if I happen to forget my gemstone because I had them out on my table here when I'm playing online or something like that, then I'll use the plastic ones. Because I have some really pretty plastic ones, but um, I much prefer, because this is, this is my favorite sound. There you go. And that's right. a set of um, hematite ones that I just got. I mean, I, that's kind of why I want to get back to live events because being locked in shopping, I have bought so many dice sets. I'm like, I have to show these off to people. But when you're playing online, um, I, D&D Beyond is what I tend to use for all my rolling sheets, uh, keeping my characters um, in there. And then I have digital dice. And um, so I've been using those, but I'm like, I got, nobody can see my cool cool dice and hear how they hit on the table and um, my newest thing is I've been starting collecting dice vaults too because that's um they come in all sorts of beautiful uh woods and uh they've got all sorts of cool things you get etched into um I've got I mean Wormwood Gaming which is one of the big ones just came out one with that shaped like a coffin so I tell you what once you buy some of these things you get on a list and they find me um <laughs> there is i mean there's some neat stuff but like i said you don't need any of that to play that's just uh oh, you yeah. know once you get a passion for something you kind of go all in on that but yeah but you just need i mean one set of dice you've got the player's handbook and you know start thinking about what character you want to play and sometimes if it's hard think about if there's a character from a movie or an anime or anything like that. And you can make your character kind of base, you know, go up to the DM and say, hey, not really sure how it works, but I wanna, you know, kind of be like a ninja or something. And there's different different ways of, of making that work. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> well, that this is just ah, like, I, this is like, I feel like we could just, I could talk all day. I could talk all day about this stuff because first <laughs> of all, it, I feel like an expert already, so I'm no longer, I'm not. A, <laughs> I feel like an expert already. Oh my God, we're ready to send up to the new land to get dude, more converts. I'm ready to go. Yeah, that's right. I'm ready to throw fireballs. I'm ready to just do this thing. Um, so one of the things, and I'm going to kind of start the wrap up process here, but one of the things that, that Rook and I have really been hitting on is that every human has four basic needs. Um, it's the metaphysical needs that's like you know your food water clothing shelter thing your need for physical safety um you've got the need for you know some some they say a need for religion higher power you know that one's arguable um but then there's the need for community and you've nailed the need for community especially when it got taken away from us with covid um you found a way to take it and supplement it with this online forum and it, to know that I, I i think most people you know and, and most people don't know that that you need a community um to to 
save you from things from despair from the the things like suicide and uh you know rook and i we come from the military background where you know we we've dealt with these losses of, of suicide and a stronger community within would have saved a lot of people um yep. you know if they would have just thought for a moment they had someone they could talk to someone they could just get it off their chest or maybe someone they could help process information and get them through a hard time. I think the way that you've gone about it is just incredible. And how long and how far into the mission are you? So this is our third year. Um, third year. Yeah. 14 years old. So. And dude, like Mike, like, like you know, I mean, my mind was not even on, I was so self-centered at 14. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the fact that you're like, you know, with the unfortunate loss of your friends, the fact that you took all of that and then you went and, and you, and you just sent it out to others. Like, Hey, we don't want anybody else to have to go through this ever again. And, and you're doing it through an, I mean, we say unconventional way, but this is this game's been around for forever. But we're seeing a large group of people coming in, and 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 I've t I've talked to this with Drew a lot of times, you know, and you know Fenway, you know Jeff, Lisa, with with what you guys are doing, and I have said this, I've 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 said this to Drew, you don't know how many lives you're actually saving. Like there's people, there's things that, that you, you could be doing or saying, just go, someone comes to your tournament and they just have a good conversation with you. They have the worst game of their life, but they're able to have a conversation with somebody and they're able to have that community and they're able to leave there. And they're like, I'm not alone. There's a lot of people that walk in feeling alone and can leave feeling like they're part of something. And you're, 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 there's so much effect with that and, you may not even know that you did it. You may not even know that you helped somebody until they write in on, on, you know, so, you know, some of the live streaming stuff you're doing or whatever. And they're like, you know what? I needed this today. You know what I mean? You, you get, you get those anonymous things where people are like, you don't know me. I ran into you today. We had a great conversation. Um, a lot of people didn't even know that I was at my breaking point and just being around you and being in that positive atmosphere just completely changed my outlook. And that is so profound with what you guys are doing. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's phenomenal, man. I, it, you know, and, and, and three years now you're running on three years, you're raising money for suicide awareness, you know, and what, what really stuck with me is that you guys were saying, I, I was, you know, looking at your webpage and your mission statements and stuff like that. And you're like, we we want to prevent suicide we don't want to address the aftermath of dealing with suicide we want to, we uh, want to proactive rather than reactive yes um that, that's a huge i mean in anything you do whether it's your work parenting uh you know you're gonna find that being proactive will take you so much farther than re just having to be reacting to everything well it's like anything you guys understand that you guys write plots for your characters i assume which means that it, 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 they, they have to create and you can't just react to everything you have to go in and do things mm -hmm. um and, and that's what you're doing here 
Um, Rook, one of the things you're doing, you're, you know, you're, you're one of the big things that you've come up with over the last few months is redefining a warrior. Do you want to, uh, ask their perspective here, my friend? Yeah, I, you know, and I'm, I'm going to ask this to all three of you. So if I have to repeat the question, all three, I, I understand. Um, the, I just did have a final thought on this. And, you know, in relation to D&D and, and RPG world and the community that goes with, you know, realistically, every day we wake up, we're rolling the dice. And one minute you could be doing great, and the next minute you're down for the count. And the D&D world and RPG gaming brings out a reflection of the things that we wish we, you know, people could see in us, right? You know, somebody, somebody may not look 6'2 and 240 pounds solid muscle, but they're, they have bravery and courage just like the next person, right? Just because they don't play middle linebacker for some NFL football team doesn't mean they're not brave and courageous and have all these things that they want to do. And, it all, you know, not only does it, the RPG world and D&D promote community, but it promotes, you know, bravery and courage in the face of adversity, strength that we find in ourselves through, through the, the missions that you guys write up, right? And, and strength and community. And what it really teaches me is, you know, life is an adventure and you're not alone and it's worth rolling for, man. It's it. Life is really worth risking throwing the dice. And even though you feel like you're alone and you feel like you're at, at the end, throw the dice because you're not alone. There's someone right next to you that's there with you. And if you feel like someone's not, if someone isn't there with you, hook up with one of these D and D people at Jasper's Gaming, man. Because what's going to happen is you're going to realize you're not alone. And so, with that being said. <clears throat> And I'll, we'll just start with Fenway, we'll go to Jeff, and we'll go to Lisa. You know, coming from a group in the world of RPG and missions and showing others that they are the hero that they see in themselves, what is your definition, as you've gone through all your experiences, what is your definition of a warrior? Go ahead, Fenway, we'll, go, we'll start with you. <laughs> uh, I think... As simple of a question as it sounds like, it can be have a very complicated answer. Um, I think everyone is a warrior, warrior in their own right. Um, speaking in D&D terms, uh, a ranger, it's not the, the stereotypical warrior being up there slashing, um, but they're back behind, they're taking care of the things that the melee, the melee fighters can't see. Um, they're, they're fighting their own demons. Um, and and so are the rogues, so are the mages. Um, and so I think that you don't have to be that stereotypical warrior. You're fighting your own battles. You are always doing what you what you need to do, um, and fight fighting your own demons in that specific way. Jeff, what do you think, bud? Yeah, this is a this is an interesting and tough question. I I come. I come from a lot of backgrounds, things that I've done in my life. Um, you know, I, growing up through, I, I played 
played D&D when I was a kid. So I was kind of like, you know, a little bit of a, a nerdy kid. Then I got into high school and I, I did martial arts and played hockey and kind of went the, the jock yeah. route and um, went to the Navy, you know, went, was looking before I, before I picked my, my rating, I was like, ah, gung-ho Navy SEALs, you know, I wanted to do that. And then um, ended up, you know, not being able to just because of the rating I picked, but which was fine. And then got into law enforcement and doing all these different things, you know, and um, as I got doing into the 911, which is what I did for law enforcement and seeing a lot of, of stuff and experiencing a lot of things, you know, I just kind of realized a, a warrior is, is somebody that's just giving it their, you know, doing what they can do every single day. It doesn't matter if they're just doing a little bit or they're going out there, like you said, they're that, you know, middle linebacker or that big CEO, or if, you know, they're just doing, making their own little difference in their own little world or, or you know, every one of those people are a warrior. So that's, that's more of what kind of, as I got older, I realized, yeah, you, you just don't have to be that, you know, tough jock guy. That's not, that's not what it's all about. So um, I think, I think that's one of the best answers I could give. I, I mean, so yeah, everybody to me that, that's doing any little thing to make their life go is a warrior. Gotcha. It's like the acceptance of everyone's battle. Yeah. Like, that's amazing, man. I like how you, how you put that. Lisa, what do you think? What do you, what, what's, um, what's your opinion? I'm kind of thinking more towards, um, and I'm trying to kind of relate this a little bit to D&D, because I've kind of learned some of this through that a little bit. Um, but I think it's sometimes being more is just persevering till the next rule. So sometimes that means maybe you're attacking something, or maybe you're taking a step back and you're doing self-care and you're taking a healing potion. Maybe it's helping somebody else who's injured. So I, I think in some days, I mean, like, I, you know, one of the biggest things you hear a lot about is I'm out of spoons for the day. Someday you're going 2,000 miles an hour and you're getting everything done and everything seems going right. And then the next morning, sometimes the most you accomplish is you've got out of bed, you maybe ate something for breakfast, and maybe you answered one email. And maybe that's all you put. That's all you needed to do that day. Because you know what? Tomorrow morning you can get up and you can do that again. And there's nothing wrong with, with either way. Um, and sometimes you get up and you've got to say, you know what, this is hard. I need help. And that's when you contact a family member or a friend. Or you call the helpline and you say, you talk to somebody there and you say, or you text and you say, I'm having a rough day. I'm having these thoughts. And that person helps you. But whatever it is, you're doing something in that space to get you to the next goal. Because you're going to roll again and it could be in that 20. And so that one or that three that you had the day before doesn't matter. You survived, you got in that 20, and now here's something good. So I, I think anybody who could get from one role to the next is a warrior. Thank you for listening to our episode. If you liked our friends at Jasper's Game Day, then go check them out at jaspersgameday.com. Also at our comedy show, we'll be giving away a starter Dungeons & Dragons kit. Hey. You know what else we're going to do after we give you that? 
we're going to get you linked up with jaspersgaming.com. They're an incredible community. We cannot thank them enough for being on here. Thank you. Don't forget to go check us out. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at WarWorkoutNet. We really do appreciate every one of our community members. We got a new team member we can't wait to introduce everyone to. So listen, thank you.